powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. It finally happened. It finally happened. The Ottawa Senators get the W, and I can finally hit the button. Boston Bruins, you just got sensed. What a game, Charlie. Oh my goodness. Welcome everyone to Game Over Ottawa, the first episode following a win. I'm Charlie, and I'm joined by my great friend, Sam Joe. Sam Joe Ryan, how are you doing, buddy? Listen, I am your great friend. I'm very pumped. I watched an incredible game of hockey tonight. I uh, Honestly, I, I barely even know what to say about it. 7-5 win? Unbelievable. Well, while you're thinking about what to say, I'm just going to throw out a quick word from our sponsor. Very important stuff. Yeah. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada's Sportsbook. Football continues. The World Series is around the corner, and they have dropped the puck on the hockey season. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I'll tell you who played responsibly. The top line on the friggin' Ottawa Senators. It Honestly, it looked like an entirely different team when they were out. Uh, a playoff team, perhaps? Oh. He, he said it, not he. I'm the Sens fan. He said it, not me. Look, he said it. You uh, you can be a little bit down on your Sens because you're a, a true blue fan. And any any real fan has a, uh, a substantial amount of, uh, of hate for their own team. That's fair. That's fair. I think it's just automatically part of fandom. Yeah. Is not expecting anything good to happen to who you cheer for. Um, but this is the year, though. They're going all the way to the playoffs and losing in the first round. <laughs> Don't say that. But yeah, no, that that top line, that that's that Stutzla, Kachuk, Batherson line, was unbelievable. Wow. Like you're completely right. They looked like a completely different team mm-hmm. with that with that line. Other and granted, a lot of the forward lines looked really really solid. Um, Giroux and Debrinket and Norris finding each other for the first goal of the game. They were really really solid. But how about that fourth line though? Friggin', this is this is embarrassing. I had to double check the na- that his name is Mark Mark Kostelik, Kastelik. I heard both pronunciations on the broadcast. I don't know. Dude had gonna, a great game. He really did. He was finding his uh, his other man. His other man were finding him. That you know, it was uh, you know the, the speed of the fourth line really surprised me. Actually, I think a lot of this game was look how cool the offense looks, mm. and try not to think too hard about the fact that the Sens gave up five goals <laughs> because that's the thing like this game this game was so much fun i love a good high scoring game i think everyone loves a good high scoring game it was intense but you can't you can't give up five goals <laughs> I, I, th- I think the bruins have scored five goals or more in each of their, each game. of their games yeah they've never gone past a five goal game at this point that's that's a problem. That's a problem, especially when they're, you know, everyone's talking about the Bruins would be that team to miss out on the playoffs if the Sens were to have any chance. Mm. And so when that team starts out scoring 20-plus goals in their first four games, that, does, that doesn't look great for the team trying to catch them. That's well, for sure. Here I think we disagree a little bit on the goaltender's performance because I actually thought uh, he was incredible for a lot of it. He made some really good saves. Yeah, uh, Forsberg made some tough saves. He made some absolutely. very tough saves. There's a couple goals where you can't give him too much 
I think most of much. them. Yeah, the that goal. Um, I'm blanking on who scored that goal, but the goal where the wraparound attempt, he was on his back, followed that up with a really nice pad save, mm-hmm. and then there's just nothing, no stick. He's looking at like the third shot in the span of about four seconds. Like, there's nothing you can do there. At, at that stage, you're kind of looking at your your defenseman in front of you, going like, what? "Hey, get these guys out of here! What are you doing? Yeah, you can't leave them all out to dry." And honestly. That's where most of the games, uh, the goals came from, was just uh, him being completely left out to dry. You know, you got to keep the people out of the crease, and if you don't, goals happen. And how much of that can you really blame on the goaltender? Absolutely. So I think this game is what a lot of Sens fans were looking forward to and fearing uh, after the offseason had completed, going into the season. Oh my God, look at all these incredible forwards on our team. This team is going to score a bunch of goals. That top two lines really look like they're on an elite team. Then you move on to, oh my God, look at the defense. (laughs) That might be an issue. And then you look at the goaltending. And granted, we haven't seen Cam Talbot yet because of the injury, but with Anton Forsberg, really solid last year. But again, it's you look at the two goalies, hopefully when they're both when they're both healthy, and you go, that's probably fine but then but then you look at zub oh artem zub that 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 goal that goal oh my what what an effort just his foresight to to know he would look most most defensemen don't come out on a on a on um i can't remember who who split the puck there that was batherson was caught in the corner on the point that's where zub would normally be yeah and and he goes oh you know what if i just split the d (laughs) And then, well, granted, Batherson found him with a really nice pass. I don't know if it was much of a pass. I think he was knocked off the puck, and he and Zub came in and found it. <laughs> Zub, Superman. Yeah, he Superman should get an unassisted Zub. for that, quite frankly. That was beautiful. But yeah, it was... Uh, uh, On his own rebound as well. It's always good when you clean up your own mess. You know, Mum always says, clean up your toys when you're finished. <laughs> and the Bruins at that stage were pretty finished. They, they was, looked yeah. tired. That was. Do you remember yeah. that Pasternak uh, interference call at their end? I think he just wanted to get make sure there was hot water oh, in the showers. Uh, uh, Bergeron. Bergeron, sorry, yeah. not Pasternak. Yeah. Pasternak had a beauty of a snipe this game. He did. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Pasta, for not winning the game, but also getting me a goal for my fantasy team. I appreciate it. Oh, um, I had Tim Stutzler on my fantasy team, and uh, so we were. So we were both, despite the fact. So for those right. of you uh, watching the stream right now uh, and listening as well to podcast version of this. My co-host here, Sam Joe, my beautiful guest here, is a Caps fan. I am. And I don't think he's ever cheered so hard for Sen's goals than when Stutzla put them in the back of the net. I Honestly, I kind of think the first star of the game, I, we didn't stick around to see who the, the stars were, but if he wasn't the first star, I will chuck a hissy fit. <laughs> he was he was phenomenal. So strong on the puck. So strong. You couldn't knock him on if, off it if you wanted to. It's that sleep coach, man. It's that it's that it's that <laughs> yeah. sleeping coach or, or sleeping trainer or whatever. I don't remember what the proper term is, but mm. uh, is DJ he, Smith? Uh, DJ Smith, Tim Stutzler. DJ mm. Smith. Right. So <laughs> I have I, I just need to bring this up. I so obviously we were writing a bunch of notes during the game, and I had to write down something that that Sam Joe here wrote. Um, and this quote, uh, DJ Smith looks like an Australian real estate agent. Yeah, someone who's been in the game for at least 30 years. <laughs> he really does. He looks like he's got some property that he wants to develop after he gets off the game. Yeah. Um, so we talked about how fun that game is, and I think we mm. ought to talk about 
the consistencies or inconsistencies that the Sens have been showing so far this year. Number one, I don't know if the stats back it up necessarily, but I'm weirdly confident in the Sens' PK. I shouldn't oh, no. be. Straight up. That PK was stronger than their regular defense. I, I don't know why. I, I And maybe it's just like a because I'm so used to the Sens having the worst PK ever for the last few years, more often than not. Um, and, and I think also probably, you know, from the off season going into this season, you look at the forward group and you think this power play is going to be deadly and this PK might be rough. Um, the power play hasn't wowed me and the PK on, on, on multiple occasions, I've been really, really impressed by the PK. I think a big part of that is, uh, Holden in that middle slot position, really just making sure that the puck is moved around uh to where the sends wanted it to be they didn't get any clear shots it says in the chat sends pk's 14th in the league i'm telling you right now that's about 10 spots higher than i expected i think that's i like i said the stats don't really back it up so much as just like i think i'm just really impressed that it's better than it should be yeah. someone's also mentioned that uh, timmy was the second star and brady was the first star flip that it's time for your hissy fit absolutely you're flip gonna have that you're gonna have your hissy fit ah <laughs> rage infuriation also we have to talk Snub. about we have to talk about your dad oh with yeah a gorgeous <laughs> gorgeous pass to to shane pinto today so can you explain what who your dad is okay so my dad's name is matthew joseph ryan so having matthew joseph uh on the ice tonight anytime he sold i felt like oh, good job dad that's your dad and uh yeah, by, shout by, out to my parents. Yeah, by no relation or naming conventions, uh, Artem Zub is my dad by choice. Uh, <laughs> I would, if he wanted to adopt me, it's Zub. I think Zub might be younger than us, but that doesn't that wouldn't stop him. No, he, he looks like he'd uh, he can do what he wants. He'd be a great parent. He'd be a great a great great dad. Um, Let's hope that doesn't age poorly. I, I hope he has, I hope he has kids. I mean, how how old is Zub actually? I should know this as a Sens fan. I think it's legally he's twenty seven. Zub's a year older than us. He can adopt okay. us. Zub, Artem Zub, if you're watching, buddy, um, come and take us. We're yeah, good boy. Can you give us season tickets? Anyway, uh, he has a kid. Does but, your kid need siblings? Yeah, we'll be we're, great influencers. Yeah, we're re- we're gonna reach out to Artem Zub directly. Um, I think he might be my favorite defenseman on the Senators. Maybe the best one. I don't know. Sanderson's looking good. Shabbat had a much better game. Yeah, but do you ever hear someone go, Shabbat? No, it's no. Zoom. And that is just so fun. I'm, so we're going to the Caps game on Thursday. Very excited for because that. Because Sam Joe is a huge Caps fan. And I'm telling him right now, you have to join in on the Zoom chance. Look, I'm going to be in my Caps jersey. So I feel like it's going to look a little strange if I do, but it is so infectious. I know I was definitely screaming Zub when we were watching the game. You definitely were, one hundred percent. You were you were on the Zub train. Um, I think we should also move into another topic that I think we agree on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of penalties, a lot of power plays, a lot of brilliant hits. Do you remember that Holden one in the first period against oh my, Frederick? Yeah, that was sent him flying. Dude had airtime. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of uncalled penalty, like 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 weirdly kind of ignored plays. I think. I, granted, maybe they're just like there's been so many penalties already. Are you telling but... me that the NFL uh, NHL referees weren't on the ball? 
<laughs> for a change. Really? You know? So unlike them. It, there just were a lot of... Um, a lot of questionable non-calls uh, on both sides. I will say on both sides. Yeah, I think there were a bunch of calls that. Yeah, Felino, Felino leaning into Stutzla just on the on just he's sitting on the ice and Felino's like cross-checking or at least leaning his stick into the back of his neck or upper back. Anyway, yeah. I think it was a few. There was a few really odd your non-calls. Your favorite player? Is my, he still your my favorite? My childhood favorite player, Nick Felino. Um, mm-hmm. and bef- and yes, I I I do have probably the most extensive Nick Felino hockey card collection and it makes me sad that he's played for both the Leafs <laughs> granted for a very short amount of time very short amount of time but the Leafs and the Bruins mm. and that hurts me well, how's your letter your nightly letter to him gonna change that's a good question I think I think I might start calling him Mr. Felino instead of Nick because I mm. think our friendship's done um, oh, I don't know if it's done but it, it's not done I need I, I need to put a scare and it'll make him think oh man Charlie doesn't like me as much anymore he, you do need to let him know that wasn't on. But speaking of uncalled penalties on Stutzler, right? How was that goal? He got boarded, picked himself back up, and went. Nah, that's son. unbelievable. Nah. Yeah, speaking. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of yeah, things that should have been called. That was Jacobs Borrell, I think, who for sure, who for sure boarded Tim Stutzler behind the net. No call. It was real rough to look. That was that was tough. And then what? What a great. Great move by Stutzla after that. The switch to the backhand, put it right past. Uh, I don't think Allmark was in the game at that point. I think that was still. I think that was still Jeremy Swayman, and for mm-hmm. the Bruins, I'll be honest. I didn't even notice when they switched goalies. I was just like, yeah. "Oh, Allmark's in the game." Oh, okay. I might have been having a nap at that stage. Yeah, no, yeah. don't, no, don't, don't tell. He, you couldn't nap during this he, game. Actually, he, he only took a nap during the first intermission. It's fine. Don't judge him too hard. I need um, sleep. Yeah. You kicked me awake very, very hard. I only missed the first five seconds of the second period. <laughs> but I woke up with his foot out at me. But yeah, no, there's there's a word for what uh, Tim Stutzler was this game. Tenacious. Oh, he, he had maybe his best game of his career tonight. It was very... It's definitely yeah. up there. Top three, I would say. If, if you miss this game, find a way to go back and watch it because... Like, even if he knew what happens, it was just so many things uh, that were worth seeing. Um, some great hits, uh, a, a couple of, you know, uh, offsides that I don't yeah. necessarily agree with. A couple things in the chat here from Jack. Boston, much better coached. Never dump and chase. They control the puck. Wish we had that coach. I will say I don't like how often this ends dump and chase, which is funny because I just before the stream started, I was like, I don't want to talk about dump and chase. <laughs> but it's true. The Sens dump and chase. They don't carry the puck nearly as much, especially in the past. Maybe that was understandable. This year they have so many offensively gifted players. I want to see some more rushes into the zone. I want to see them just, you know, carrying the puck in themselves. I felt what they did very effectively in the first period was they were incredibly physical against the Bruins. The Bruins clearly were not ready to roughhouse, and they kind of looked like they were being bullied. Um, It's not often you see the Bruins looking like they're getting bullied. Well, ever ever since Zidane Chara left, I think that team is very very different in, in terms of their confidence. I'm not saying they're an unconfident team, but when you've got that man monster behind you, right? Yeah, you play a little differently. Um, and I think it shows, you know, they've definitely dropped down since his departure. Yeah. Also, we have to acknowledge this as well. Someone in the chat brought up Stutzler's dad. Oh, that was incredible. That was the, honestly might be the highlight of the game. Stutzler puts puts in the goal. His mom is... You'd be his mom. Yeah. 
You've never seen Go before? <laughs> For those listening to this after the fact on Spotify or wherever, basically, uh, I was his mom freaking out. And um, Sam Joe was – so essentially, uh, Stutzla's dad just pounded back a beer after that goal. It happens all the time in that family. Yeah, they're not impressed. Yeah, he's seen, seen it a million seen, times. They've seen that several times before. That's nothing. That's that's. Pfft. He's gonna do that three hundred more times at least. Easy. I I don't I don't know how to feel about that because you always I would have liked a little bit of a that, but at the same time, you got to be handy. You got to finish it. It's almost it's almost more impressive that there was such you know a small reaction to it. Not even a reaction. It's like he missed it, honestly. Yeah, he's like, what? what? I missed everybody celebrating? I, I, I missed it, and I'm too afraid to ask what I missed. So I'm just <laughs> going to pretend like nothing's happening. I did like his mum, like, slapping the shoulders of all the people around him. Yeah. That's my son. That's yeah. my son. Like, well done. Oh, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Man. But uh, what, what do you think was the most exciting, the first period or the second period? Because obviously that first period... The Sens really dominated. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think. I think the Sens fan in me wants to say the first period, just because it was a lot more dominant. But the just the pure hockey fan in me, when you score seven goals in a period, it's it's tough. It's tough to get more exciting than that. That was a ridiculous period. That was a lot of fun. Speaking of all those goals, I just want to go back to our boy Anton, who I really think. Even though he led in five, I think he did really well. Like you take that uh, that goal with Greer. Where were the forwards? They were they were yeah. in the neutral zone at that point. Where they they were waiting. Was that for some that kind was that was one where he was mi- was that the one where he was missing the stick? Eh? He made like two really nice. No, I think that was actually after. No, maybe after? before that. I know one. I know we were we were talking about this. Like, how many goals do you put on Forsberg there? Like, how many are his fault? The one where he had no stick, I don't blame him at all. Uh, I think it was Krejci finding like just like as tight to the top corner as you possibly can. I don't think that's his fault whatsoever. Um, there's nothing you can do with that. There's nothing you can do against passing. Yeah, Spaghetti's gonna score. Yeah, like Forsberg didn't have the best game of 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 his career by any means, but I, I don't think it's any reason for Sens fans to worry about the rest of his season. I think he'll be he'll be just fine. You know what I think the most exciting part of the match was though was that. That uh, Connor Clifton Parker Kelly fight. Parker Kelly, uh, that the, dude. The, the the fight with no punches. Where yeah, they just they're just they're just kind of rolling around. Yeah, that the was real schoolyard vibes. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the game? Because there is a subject we do want to transition to with the last ten or so minutes on this episode if you haven't noticed hmm. our guest today has a a pretty obvious accent what are you talking about man i don't know i don't even know what you're talking about he's from regina yeah call me regina ryan eh? <laughs> <laughs> thoughts on sanderson sanderson looks great yeah, sanderson's was, looked was, really solid he was very tough um, i think this is probably the first game where shabbat or zub basically i think this is the first game of the season where sanderson wasn't far and away the best defenseman on the team I would say. I would agree. I, I can't dispute that. You know, I think he looked very, very confident. Yeah, I, I, I'm blown away by how solid Sanderson looks three games into his career. Mm. Completely blown away, especially with the fact that he's stuck with Hamnick. Granted, Hamnick looked, first of all, Hamnick that clear on the PK. Hamnick had a great clear mm. on the PK. And that trade-off penalties with Pasternak. I'll take Hamnick for Pasternak in the box any day of the week. 
Yeah, I do want strategic move there. I do want to see Sanderson with a really solid D partner just to see what happens. Pierre, if you're listening, let's get that chicken trade done. I tell you what though, I think one of the lowlights on the Sens was Lindholm. He uh, the Sens Bruins, the Bruins. Excuse me. There was this one part of the <laughs> right. How dare I? Um, there was just this one part of the game where he tripped over his own skates, you know, getting around the oh, back Oh, that was it. rough. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Riley tossed the uh, the, the puck to his own goalie just because he had no... That he was like, Let, yeah. let's just get a whistle here because I have no idea what's going on. That was just a odd play. Yeah. Lindholm tripping over himself, losing the puck. Mike Riley probably trying to find Lindholm or whichever forward circled back to grab the puck from him and just kind of, yeah, shoveling at the goalie. That was, mm. at that point, I was like, oh, this, fear response. this sends might be okay. Mm. I think the Bruins are a little little discombobulated. I think he thought the puck was a spider. <laughs> ah, get away from me. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think there's ever really an easy way to transition into completely unrelated topics. I've got a way. Hold this for me. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Let's see what he's doing here. This is going to be way more interesting for people watching the uh, the stream on YouTube or the uh, the video afterwards. But, uh, oh, here we go. Oh, he's getting there. For those listening, he's putting on a jersey. He lost his glasses. He's got his glasses back on. Great recovery. There we go. Let's take a look Let's at look that. Look at this majestic creature here. That's gorgeous. Go. It's a Green Bay Packers kangaroo <laughs> jersey. How dare you? <laughs> No, let, yeah. let everyone know what, what you're wearing right now. This is an Australian jersey representing New Zealand. No, Australia. Uh, I am one of the few uh, passionate Australian ice hockey fans. We do have ice hockey fans in Australia, mm. um, but most of my experience is talking to people who have been on trips to Canada and then been donated the team of where they visited. Right. Um, right. They will not know... <laughs> A thing about it, they'll just be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I, I went over in Calgary. I, I mean, so I, uh, I go for the Flames, I guess. You know, had a, I went to a game. I had a good time. Right, right. And then, like, who's your favorite player? C- Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about with with you being a guest on on this episode. Um, is just the fact that you are a diehard hockey fan from Australia. And I just want to understand yeah. how that came to be because typically uh, the NHL's international outreach isn't necessarily the best at the best of times. They um, don't exactly have a great interest in growing their game. And if they do, <sighs> I would love to know. So, yeah, with that being said, I would love to know how did hockey become a thing for you? Well, I uh, I first got into hockey after I watched the movie Goon, which is an incredible movie that every hockey fan should see. Um, all I knew about it going in was that there were going to be a, a bunch of biffos with uh, Sean William Scott, uh, and that was good enough for me. Uh, but when I actually watched the film, they, they have this sequence with uh, Xavier Laflemme, who uh, he's a very skilled player, and they just have this little montage of him just skilling it up on the ice, scoring goals, getting getting slammed eventually. Yeah. But like watching Ross the boss, Ray. Yeah, what a character. I love that they don't really make him the villain. Um There's no real villains in that movie. 
It's just it's just such a, everyone who's a hockey fan that hasn't seen Goon watch Goon and also of course we can't forget to bring up Jay Baruchel yeah. noted noted yeah. guest of the first episode of just Game recently. Over Montreal this season Huge if you Caps haven't fan. if you Poor haven't guy. checked it out the dude was born in Ottawa Idiot. what are you doing man switch over to the Saints, Jay mate. Jay come on buddy I mean I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now Jay fight me you dumb idiot switch teams. <laughs> Winner, okay. If you beat we me, promise in a fight, we love your work. Fan. We promise we love your work. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon is like so good. I trained so many dragons after seeing that. Yeah. I was so into it. <laughs> the only thing I like more than hockey, yeah, the only thing dragons. is dragging dragons, <laughs> both of which entirely because of Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so you watched Goon, yeah. Um, and it was just seeing actual ice hockey being played. The, the camaraderie between the teammates, it's hard to not... Like, it's not just a movie, because you, when you watch hockey, that camaraderie is really there. People oh, for willing sure. to get the absolute bollocks punched out of them just to protect their teammates. It's hard not to get... It's weird. I got emotional over punch-ups, you know? Right. It made me tear up a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. that guy really, really loves his team. Yeah. Um, and from then on in, it's just like, well, I've got to check out a real hockey game. Yeah. At that point, is it, are you looking for any hockey game or are you looking for like, what's, what's the number one league? Like what, like, are you seeking out what everyone considers to be the best? Or are you just seeking out the easiest to access at that point? Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going for the German league. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? Yeah, yeah that's you, fair. You search up ice hockey and the NHL comes up. Um, but uh, the first game I ever watched was, I think it was Predators versus, uh, who was it? Predators versus Minnesota. Yeah. And ironically enough, that was a great introduction for me because that game, they had seven fights in the third period. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You're like, you're like, oh my God, Goon. It, Goon is Goon, real. Goon did not exaggerate <laughs> at all. It, honestly, Goon doesn't really exaggerate that much. They, Especially as far as the minor leagues go. They, they fight once so a game. Rough. Maybe They're they so understate rough. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after seeing that game, I was like, yep, hockey is my sport. I've fallen in love. I need a team. It's not going to be any of these two little whiny babies who need to punch each other every time something goes wrong. Right. Um, so I, I had a Google. Who is, you know, are there any Australian ice hockey players? One. <laughs> Drafted by the Washington Capitals, Nathan Walker, my boy. Uh, and at, from that point in, that was, uh, that was 2018. Uh, and I started watching, no, no, sorry. That was the end of 2017. I started right. watching. Um, and your hockey fandom began the year that my hockey fandom began to die. With yeah. The sense. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, so I, I watched that entire for, uh, season. That was my first season was the, which is uh, not fair. The fact that you're, that you decided, you know, I'm going to be a caps fan. Mm. And then you decided to go. I'm going to be a Caps fan beginning in the 2017-18 season. Well, I think that's what made me a really passionate Caps fan because, uh, you know, they'd never won before. It was my first time watching. I felt a connection to the team. I've got a huge ego. I kind of felt I was responsible. <laughs> you might, Honestly, you might yeah. have been. I should have been able to lift the cup with them. <laughs> <laughs> Where they they need to get my address, send the the Stanley Cup over to me. It's only a couple of years late, but I deserve to you know drink some beer at the eat very some least. Cereal out of let's, it. let's get let's get Sam Joe a friggin' ring, guys. Yeah, where's let's, my ring? Let's get him a ring. So did any so 
purely Nathan Walker is the reason for your fandom. Is the reason you chose yeah. a team. I Tom Wilson is my continuation of it. So we do need to talk about that. When Nathan Walker leaves your favorite team, how does that affect fan? I mean, at this point, you'd been a fan for the Caps for a bit. Mm. So he barely played for the Caps as well. I think he played a like lot of Hershey, a lot of games in Hershey. A lot of games. He was very good in Hershey, though. Uh, very, very powerful. And then he uh, he left in free agency to the St. Louis Blues. He played with the Thunderbirds a lot. Uh, notably, last season though, they had so many injuries. Enough. I think he was like maybe fourth in their depth chart, and they literally had that many guys not play that he got a chance to come up. Um, and he he just played his heart out, and he managed to stick around. First ever, uh, first ever Australian player to get a hat trick in the NHL. That's a big deal. Yeah, that is a huge deal. And the first uh, first ever Australian to get their first goal uh, off their bum, just like Goon. Oh, I, I never even put that together. It all ties together. It's uh, it's, it's it's a circle. Yeah. So going from there, I need to talk to you about how difficult it is to legally watch hockey games not just internet granted basically wherever if you don't have cable there's going to be some really rough rough ways that rough like you know just how how do i put this without cable just having any sort of streaming service in north america there's enough problems with that watching hockey. Well, when I started out, it wasn't too bad because I could right. go and get a subscription to NHL TV. Even outside, yeah, outside North America, mm. you had options. Yeah, and they didn't have any games blacked out as well, so I really felt like uh, you know, it was. It so was you, such you had a great access service. to 82 games for every team. I could watch everything. Right. And now I can't watch anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they, uh, it was a bunch of countries that they just stopped the service to. Um, it's brutal. You know, typically you hear that kind of thing like, oh, your favorite show isn't available on Netflix, get a VPN. Mm -hmm. No, they actually, you need to have your location services on and it goes through your phone's GPS because they thought about that and they went, look, if people want to make an extra effort to watch our games, we need to stamp that out. It's such, it's such a broken system. So, so for those who don't know, you need to let them know what options there are for watching hockey abroad uh in in australia specifically uh i think there's three one of them doesn't really count it's not a real service one of them is called ko which i do have a subscription to i'm going to check that in a second um and then there's uh foxtel uh which is basically like our big cable network um Mm -hmm. where you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money for a bunch of products that you don't want Mm -hmm. um KO and KO is I'm I'm going to double check this to make sure it's completely accurate. Uh, but last time I checked it, uh, there was exactly one game available to watch, and that was over the span of two weeks. You said, yeah, it was not good. Hang on, it's just like if the NHL wants the game to grow, there they needs to be some effort. There needs to be some effort. And I'm not just saying that because I'm moving back to England in the set during the second half of the season. You and, won't get KO there, mate. And, that was loud. <laughs> that was very loud. And I'm not just saying that because I'm going to be one of those customers that needs to be able to reliably watch international streams for hockey games. It would be great if I could have, you know, if I could have the ease of mind of knowing, hey, you're going to have this no problem. It sounds like I might have to deal with multiple subscriptions. Hopefully not. At the very least, you have to deal with multiple subscriptions. A lot of people all over the world have to deal with multiple subscri- subscriptions. And hockey is apparently... Uh, 
you know, everyone says like, oh, it's not that popular of a sport and it's hard to grow the game. We don't know because there aren't any fucking real attempts to grow the game by the NHL, at least outside of North America. They've, they've made a couple of pretty pathetic attempts. Like there's know. some, like, you know, like one or two regular season games in Europe. Oh, you're going to go play in like the Czech Republic or Sweden or whatever, where there's like, you know, an established hockey community and great players already. Well, Just you, look at last year's draft. Do you think like Czech needs that many more hockey players? Like obviously it would be nice for more players to be solid from all over the world. We want more great players to be, you know, playing the game. Pick a country that doesn't have top tier prospects, you know, like we we Australia. Let's get some NHL right that that okay, granted that flight would suck you know the yeah. flight the flight from australia to canada Ooh, 26 is hours for me from from melbourne to ottawa that yeah. was and you have to do that again on sunday have fun with that oh boy um looking forward to it it's just yeah um i want to see some i want to see some nhl games played in some really odd hockey doesn't really in your brain at least hockey doesn't really belong in that place because hockey should be played all over the place. Give me, give me it. You know what? You know what? Gary Bettman. Let's get a game on the moon. I'm tired of this cowardice from the NHL. Let's get a game on the moon. Talk to, uh, you know, talk to Elon Musk. Get some. Maybe not him. I. Who's uh, who's the Virgin flight guy? That's an Australian guy, isn't he? No, English guy. Oh, there's the, oh okay. My bad. Not Russell Brand. Actually, talk to Russell Brand. Russell, See if he Russell, can get you to the moon. Russell Brand, would you like to come to a hockey game? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, honestly, though, one of the things that I think was a positive step, a lot, a lot of people are going to, you're going to see the comments call me an idiot in a second, but taking <laughs> NHL players out of the Olympics was a good start. But the problem is that it's already the teams that are very, very popular in the Olympics. You know, you're very, yeah, you don't really get to see Australia, New Zealand, England. You know, it's, it's always the, the top four teams plus whoever's hosting. Um, and, uh, you know, Germany wasn't that big on hockey uh, until, I mean, they had a community. Oh, but for it sure. got a lot bigger when you started seeing uh, German teams beating Canada because, you know, Canada is obviously the, the place to be for hockey. Yeah. And it was a thing of national pride. Like, yeah, we beat the best. You know, we got one over them. It, got, it was in the news, you know. We beat the best of the juniors in the AHL but granted you know I th- yeah, it, it's still symbolically symbolically it's huge yeah. it's huge if you know it, I, I think I would have a lot more Aussie friends into hockey if you know it, we had an Australian team in the Olympics you know going up against college players from Canada and North America right you know, if we even win yeah. one game it's in the news you know for sure um and with that we're going to start wrapping things up here anything else you want to add from the perspective of an international NHL fan, just in general. You all talk funny and I can't understand a word you say. Sounds like a good spot to end it. <laughs> I'd like to thank my great buddy Sam Joe for being a guest on today's episode. This is an awkward left-handed uh, handshake. Well, this is how you do it with your hockey sticks. You know, If you're right-handed, you go left side. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know what? That's a good a point. We both shoot right, so <laughs> that makes sense. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Um, all right, out this way? 
Yeah, yeah, just say that, that, that way. Uh, we'll be probably bringing Sam Joe on again uh, later on this season just via Zoom since the Sens will be playing the uh, the Caps later on. I can't remember when that is. I think it's December. I want to say just before Christmas. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, I think I think, I think think Sam Joe should come back on at that point. Uh, we're going to be uh, at the game on Thursday, so you guys are going to be able to enjoy Mod's analysis on that game. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, soon. Thanks for watching Game Over Ottawa. This has been a blast. And uh, go Sens go. Uh, let's keep on sensing them.